lazy, entitled, selfish. Those are just some of the things people are calling the millennial generation. But are the stigmas true? We're the Adkins. We are a millennial couple, and this question is something that we have become obsessed with finding the answer to. We admit that our generation has some flaws, but it's time we stop just accepting that's the way it is and start doing something about it. We have been on a mission to pursue our God-given purposes, and we are sharing that mission in real time. Through this podcast, our goals are to help you realize that you have a unique purpose, give you the tools to discover what that purpose is, and challenge you, millennial or not, to rise up and live out every day being the person that God has designed you to be. If we do these things together, we truly believe that we will be able to break the stigmas of millennials and shift the narrative of our generation. We won't just be a force for good, but we will be trailblazers for the generations to come. Are you ready to start your mission? You want me to say something first this time? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the mics are on. We're back. What it do, boo? What's up? <laughs> Looking good over there. Thanks. I like the earrings. Thanks. Thrift store. For real? Uh-huh. Huh. Hey, guys. So, we're back. It's been a long break. This has been our longest break to date. This has been our longest break to date. It feels like a long time. So we normally take the month of December off. We totally did that, and we did it very well because we didn't even record a single podcast in December. No. And We recorded the interview last week, but that's not out yet when this goes out. Yeah, that that comes out in the spring. So I feel like... I like little, I did on that one. A little bit rusty. Like I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a Ricky Bobby but quote. By another the way, note, speaking of Corey mentioned my earrings. Okay, there's just a lot of things that we have to catch you guys up on. But welcome back. We thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, really excited to be back. And... There's, I don't even know where to begin. It's like all going to come spewing out. It's going to come spewing out. But before we start spewing out, I just want to ask everybody if this episode or any episode that, you're, that you are listening to or will listen to adds any value to you, Just we just ask you to please share that. Share it online. Share it with somebody in person. I feel like that's more impactful. And uh, leave us a uh, comment review because yeah. it helps us to get the message out. So if you think it's impactful... Awesome. If you don't, then you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It's January and really mid-January. And is so it? we took a very great break from the podcast and from everything and just have been really living life. So I think the last time we talked to you guys, we an offer got accepted on a house, our offer. Oh, yeah. Dang. I was going to say something funny, but it ruined it. I forgot we okay. told everybody <laughs> We were around. And yeah, <laughs> what's the funny thing? No, I was just no, it's say, so we're still in the thousand square foot apartment. Oh, we're Nothing's changed. not <laughs> in the thousand square foot apartment. We did move, you guys. 20 houses, like over a year of looking, and we are in our house, and it has been so fantastic. And so we're really excited. Um, yeah. 
We were pretty efficient with that too. Yeah. Do you have anything like that you want to know about that little life update that we finally got a house? Like everybody keeps asking me what it's like. Yeah. Like, like people at work and stuff and other people would just keep asking me, how do you like the new house? And I'm just, my response is, it's just genuine. It's always the same, but it's like, it's not anything like grandiose and, you know, crazy. Like you walk into some of these, you know, like Cribs TV or something. Actually, I think I just dated myself because I don't think it's around anymore. But, um, it's exactly what we need. It's exactly what we need, and I it has made me very grateful. Mm-hmm. And I think if we hadn't, I'm sure there's going to be many things, but just in the immediate, um, it made me very grateful uh, for the things that we take probably would have taken for granted. Like if we would have moved straight from California to this house. I don't think I would be as grateful. Yeah. For it, like as simple and as silly as it sounds. Like, I can get into my bed on my side of the bed, and I have a nightstand beside mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be on the side of my bed. And the entire time we were in the apartment, we had that bed shoved in the corner yeah, up against like the wall. Massive bedroom set, like a massive king size bedroom set, and it's in a, an apartment bedroom. Yeah, so. We've had it since we bought our original house in Ohio, however long ago. Yeah. Eight years, nine years. And here's, here's what I want to say about the move. Super excited, so thankful. It has been seven years. It has been really like it has been a game changer for our entire family. Mm-hmm. And so I it's been great. Like the kids play better. They have a basement where they can run around. Um like just being here feels right. That's what it feels like to yeah. me. Now on the flip side. Also, when we were recording the podcast before, like I was kind of reflecting on living in the apartment for the last almost three years. And at that time, like that also felt right because that was what our family needed then. So like we were really in tight quarters, but we didn't have like a yard to take care of. We could just lock up and go. We didn't have a ton of house to clean. And but it also toward the end was starting to get really really cramped yeah. and then now that we're in this house it's there's so much more space it's it does like our family functions so much better within a week of being there we um like we're eating dinner at the dining room table which we were like living like we would eat dinner on the couch at night at, yeah at, in the, at apartment the apartment because there just wasn't space so I mean, I think we both said within a week of being there, like, we feel like different people because we just were living differently because of the space that we had. So my whole point in saying all of that is that in both places, they're both extremely different, but we were able to find, I guess you can look at every scenario in life as like a positive or a negative. Mm -hmm. And it it was, yeah, it is. It's all perspective. And it was so easy to sometimes be frustrated in the apartment and it's too tight and we're outgrowing it. And all of that was so true, but also there were so many good things that the apartment brought us. And it's the same thing with where we're at now in the house. Like it's big, there's a lot more to clean. We're going to have a yard to take care of. It costs more money, but also it's, it, there's so many good things about it too. Yeah. So, and right now, and I'm sure this could potentially turn to a point of, of frustration in the house, but like I'm enjoying 
the list of things I have to do, like mm-hmm. things of fixing things, dishwasher, like all, yeah. all of those things. Like I am enjoying like a, those projects. You own it. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't have those in the apartment. But yeah. you know what it's like when you move into a new house and there's things to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's great. We were moved. We wanted to update you guys on that. Um, but all that to say, like wherever you're at there, yeah. if you're in a like spot that you're frustrated with, Maybe try and shift your lens a little bit because yeah. I think there's definitely pros and cons to any scenario in mm-hmm. life and try and find the pros. It's a perspective thing. And also thank you to anybody that was like cheering us on and rooting us on because I know that there are some of you out there that are because you told me in person. So thank you for cheering us on. We are just so grateful to where yeah. God has taken us. And, and on that note, it. I'll also say we didn't give like we haven't probably for a long time given any specific debt updates and i Mm -hmm. will say like with the house obviously we have a house loan now we still are basically consumer debt free we don't have any um really credit card debt stuff like right now there's a little little bit bit, but we'll get back to that okay we'll get back to it just give us a little bit of time um okay what else so we moved it's mid-january do you have anything else you want to talk about so I guess I'll pause and let you answer. No, go ahead, because you look like you were going to say something. Well, I was just going to say, usually you and I are mostly because of me, because I like writing things out and doing this like big, grandiose goal-setting thing. I yeah. always try to do I also do love it. goals. Yeah, like we love goals. But this year, we didn't. Like, we mm-hmm. moved. There was just so much going on. Yeah, we moved. In- we, so we got the keys to our house on January or December 20th. We started moving things right away, but we knew, like, we asked yeah. the kids, do you want to have Christmas in the apartment, or do you want to hurry up and have Christmas in the new house? Liberty wanted to have it in the new house. <laughs> Carter wanted to have it in the apartment. And then we started thinking, this is going to be too much. So we just did it in the apartment for one final Christmas yeah, in the We apartment. basically left all the essentials in the apartment. Yeah. But then we moved, like, officially that week, that awkward week where everybody's like, what am yeah. I doing, and who am I, and what? is this life yeah between christmas and new year we moved that week which actually worked really out we really moved well. in one day yeah we moved everything one day and then unpacked that week yeah so. yeah we had help from family and friends and got everything <laughs> packed in one day and got it all over and i had enough to put the beds together so we could sleep that night yeah it's honestly such a blur but all that to say we ended up having a New Year's Eve party with some family and friends at our new house. It was great, even with like not all, all with, the like, furniture bo- there, boxes, and stuff. boxes. It was great, but it like was such. This whole season was just like so fast. Does anybody else feel like that? I know you guys can't answer us, but I feel like this is the this was the fastest, most like. I felt like I was almost. I know we moved, but yeah. I even with that, I just felt like it was it constantly. Survival almost like it was hard to, you know, how we talked about unsuck your Christmas episode, mm-hmm. like slow down and soak in the moment. I mean, I tried so hard to be super intentional about it, but still, it just like flew yeah, it just by. by. It was crazy. Yeah, I think anyway. it didn't help with the move and the fact that all the Christmas stuff got packed and was put away the day after Christmas. Like, I think for some people, yeah. they kind of, you know, just relax yeah. and in that week in between, and it makes a big difference. We don't really have that, <laughs> we didn't have that. Yeah. Not and I feel year. like we're always, I don't know. Anyway, go. the whole point in that is that we didn't have any, like, 
what's going on this year? What are the goals for the business? What are the goals for our family? What are your resolutions this year? None of that happened. Mm -mm. And so at first I was kind of bummed about it because I do like that. But then I almost was kind of relieved about it. And we're halfway through January. And like I know things that I want to work on. But I didn't set like, you know how an actual goal, it's measurable, there's a timeline, there's numbers to it. I didn't really do that. And I don't still don't have those. But it's almost a little bit freeing. Do you get that? Like, is that just because I'm becoming a slacker? Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit freeing, but the funny thing to me was is that first week back to work, uh, you know, getting back into things after all the craziness and mm-hmm. downtime is just like you're in this end of year. And for me, it's like you're trying to hit work goals and stuff and you're making this big push for the end of the year. And then it's just like, boom, reset and you're thrown back into it. And you're like, <sighs> it's like exhausting. You're like, oh, I've got to like reset and reset my like work goals we're back at zero we're back at zero like i need to get things going and it is like it almost it it just feels like a completely different time and it was only like a week two week difference yeah yeah i get that um i don't know so uh, for me this whole like goal thing it's I'm always like, okay, I'm going to lose X amount of weight. I'm going to read X amount of books. Like everything has to be productive in my life. So for example, I am like, I have to read a book a month or not even like, I don't might not have a goal for how many books I want to read, but I, if I'm reading a book, I have to write the title down so I can track how many books I've read (laughs) or like if I'm just like everything has to be some type of productive. Nothing is leisure in my mind and it's something that i really struggle with and i i feel like i'm just always needing to be productive like i don't even like to sit still and watch a movie because it feels unproductive to me so i think that's a little bit of a problem do you yeah i think there's a balance yeah so anyway that got me thinking because i didn't have any goals this year and i was like oh my gosh like i feel like i don't have any goals But then I just started thinking, okay, what am I going to work on this year? And I feel like that's what I'm going to work on. Like, I don't always have to be looking to the next thing. or I don't always have to be reading a book because it's teaching me something. And this might seem like, okay, you're just becoming a lackadaisical loser. But no, I think that there's like truth to this. Because if we're constantly just like looking to the next thing and moving on to the next thing and not soaking in the moment or enjoying life then we're really kind of missing out yeah on life so that is kind of something i'm working on this year just being present and soaking in the moment and then just kind of being grateful for where i'm at so i kind of did not measurable goals but have like thoughts around those and i'll share them one because i know you want to say something but around that yeah i was just gonna say I think it was perfect timing, but I had just listened to a podcast. I can't remember the guy's name. I can't remember the book that he wrote, but um, it goes right in line with that. We we keep saying, like, be present, be present. It's almost like a buzzword, you know, be present, be present. But uh, the whole topic of the guy's book was he called it monotasking instead of multitasking. And it's where you fixate on whatever is in front of you at the time. 
and you're not trying to do multiple things at the same time because multitasking is actually scientifically not achievable. It's not a real thing. You can't actually do be doing multiple things at one time, but yeah. you're doing your you're like going your your brain is skipping back and forth between all these different things. Yeah, you're actually you're mildly focusing on one thing for a short period of time, but his whole thing was, and he had these different categories where it was even like fun monotasking, and and the basic concept was being where you're at when you're there, like not thinking about work when you're playing with your kids or not thinking about all the 10 things you have to do at work, but thinking about the one thing. Yeah. If you're at dinner with people, like not being on your phone, like being present and in conversations with people. Yeah. And I think that's so true and it's so good. And something I've realized is I'll like hear your mom tell a story about when you were a kid and she like has this vivid memory of it. And people like my mom will say the same thing or my dad. And my memory of like our kids, I don't know if, I don't, it just like, it's like you forget things. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, it's a little bit concerning, but also I feel like a lot of that and there has to be study behind this and I don't, I'm just like making this up. This is just my hypothesis, Mm -hmm. but I feel like, like I think about when Carter was a baby and I almost hardly remember it. And I almost like can't even picture his face. And, And, and I hear like our parents talk about like, these intricate details. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of it has to do with this tendency to want to constantly be moving on to the next thing and like not being present in the moment. And then also our phones are like such a distraction. Like maybe yeah. I'll be rocking Maya and feeding her a bottle, but really, and I'm there and I'm present. No, I'm like, my body is physically present, but my mind is scrolling on social media. And so I've been really trying to be conscious of that because it's kind of like we did an interview that's going to come out in a couple of weeks and I don't want to get too deep into this. But like she talked about when you're in a moment mm-hmm. using your five senses yeah. to help you remember that moment. It, we're so often so busy that we only have like maybe one or two senses in a moment. And I think that's a really big yeah. problem. And it's a pro- it's problematic because then we don't formulate these memories, but also because people around us can sense it and it's like disingenuine. Yeah. Like you want to connect with people. People can tell when you're not engaged in a conversation. Yeah. Kids can tell when you're not interested in what they're telling you. And I just think I don't want to be like that. Yeah. Even though I am like that and I my personality is like go, 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 productive. You have to be being productive. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. yeah. So. It's really funny that you're saying that because, and I know that most people don't do this because they think like, oh, it's the competition, but I have zero problem recommending other podcasts. I would recommend going, uh, anybody out there that, if you love listening to other podcasts too, Ed Milet did an interview. And again, just, here's the memory thing. I don't remember the guy's name, don't remember his book, but it was on monotasking. It's in the title, but he talks about that. And I'll link um, it in the show notes. There is uh, like some scientific data that shows that are that one of the best things for your brain and your memory is monotasking, and one of the worst things for your brain is when you are quote unquote multitasking. And it was really neat. He talked about um, computers when like the first like personal computers started coming out and things. 
the term multitasking that didn't exist before. And it came from computers because you used to only be able to operate one program at a time on old computers. And then this new computer came out and you were able to have more than one window opened up mm-hmm. at a time, or maybe it was a software. Um, but then in our race as people to try to keep up with computers and the work being done, we constantly ha- are trying to do more and more things in a short period of time and it's really not good for us yeah i wholeheartedly feel that and i never have thought about it or realized it until recently but i think that's so true and just i don't know i i'm gonna have to listen to that episode i will link it in the show notes i'll pull it i started listening to the audiobook and i don't even remember the name of it it's like the 12 something (laughs) maybe you're multitasking um but Last thing I'm going to say about this topic is just like even because I'm just trying to give examples because if any of you struggle with this, I don't know if I'm being clear enough about it, but like I'm thinking, so this is something I'm working on. I'm trying to think, okay, what am I like, what needs to be tweaked? So yesterday we were trying to have, we were preparing for a trip that we had coming and we were doing a bunch of things and a bunch of to do's and it was like halfway through the day and I'm like, man, I feel like my body and my brain and my mind have been in fight or flight all day. Like, I'm like, I'm sitting here cooking, and instead of enjoying the fact that I get to, like, cook for my family as a mom, which maybe some of you hate that, but, like, I've always dreamed of doing that. And instead of being like, oh, this is so, like, I love this. I'm in my new house, and I'm cooking, and I get to make food for my family. I'm thinking about the next task that I have to do, and then the task after that that I have to do. And it's just like, no, just just be present. So anyway, enough about that. All right, I'm going to share, just shifting gears a little bit, I'm going to share like things that I wrote out. And again, I kind of want to do this year, and this could totally blow a whole year. This could just be a total bust. And then at our 2023 recap, I might be 60 pounds heavier, have been so unproductive (laughs) that like I'm a loser. And all because I didn't set goals this year. But I really don't think. So anyway, I just wrote out some thoughts. Way to lower the bar before you set these. (laughs) And these are just like goofy. But I just really, at the heart of it, I just want to be intentional every day. I don't do words of the year. But if I did, it would be something like intention (laughs) or like rooted. I was just talking to... I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. (laughs) Like... Just like, because the word rooted, it's like, you know, it's about being going deeper. Mm-hmm. So anyway, are, am I talking too much? No, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat in anticipation. <laughs> um. Okay. So <laughs> I actually, this will, this will surprise you, but. It really won't because we were doing this pretty much all day today. Is that one of the things that I want to do that is just oh kind of gosh, fun? Oh my gosh, I know what this is. What? Guess. You want to learn football? Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's embarrassing, you guys. So I grew up in a football family. All my uncles love football. My brother played college football. I cheered for football for 12 years. 12 years. And today I had to ask Corey what a pick was. Please tell everybody how you remembered first and ten. No. This is embarrassing. Come on. It's just 
first and 10, do it again, go big blue. Yeah, she literally like, said that. You know, you just know things by cheers. So, <laughs> um, but like, I, I don't even know what I've been doing the last 30 years. I've sat through countless hours of football games and my family's held like football parties and I don't know. But like, I enjoy it, but I just don't. I don't know. Why? And your family is like full of football players. So I'm going to really, I really would love to understand football more deeply on a deeper level this year. (laughs) That is something that I want to do. Okay. Another thing is I talk about like on the note of reading. Mm -hmm. I do read and I enjoy reading and it's, it's hard because we're busy. I'm a slow reader too, but we do like we probably read more than the average millennial. I would say. Yeah, I don't know statistics on it, but like the average person statistically reads less than one book a year. Yeah. But I also, again, it's like, I have to be productive. I have to be reading this this nonfiction personal development book. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's so fantastic. But I would like to try and read for fun this year. And it's, I've had, so I went to the thrift store and bought a couple books from the thrift store that were fiction because I was like, okay, you can do this. And- (laughs) I've had to force myself. It's so hard. But when I do get into it, like I don't think I could read nonfiction books. No, fiction. I mean, yeah, I don't think I could read fiction books. It just feels so unproductive. Yeah. I don't know. But I I have read a fiction book before and I enjoyed it. Yeah. I go back to my high school days because I thought all reading was basically fictional books or autobiographies. But I would rather watch the movie. Yeah, I know. But also, it's just like I would like to just get lost in a book that isn't about me becoming a better person. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. So the other thing is, going back to like this intention rooted kind of thing, we are we've been doing this podcast for a couple years. It's going great. It, It grows every month slowly but surely and we're also managing podcasts well i am Mm -hmm. um and i just i want to get really better at this craft i want to continue to grow and get deeper in it i don't have any goals around it i just want to be really focused on it and continue to remind myself like i have no i no never have really ever even been tempted to be like oh we're never doing this podcast again or Mm -mm. we quit this podcast like that's never even been a thought it's too much fun it is too much fun and the people we get to meet it's amazing like it's such a cool thing but like i do think that our generation has a tendency to like when to just if it's not like wildly successful or incredibly um, beneficial, Mm -hmm. then you move on to the next thing. Yeah. And I just want to continue to do something that I love because I love it. And I feel like God has given us this and we have things to say. um, And I just want to get really good at it and serve our clients so well. You know, I told you this the other day, if anybody hasn't caught on, I also love consuming podcasts. But I was listening to a different podcast, and the guy is a successful business person now. But some, it was doing like a Q and A thing or something, and somebody was asking like, um, 
like how <laughs> the stereotypical question of like how to be successful and he's like here's the secret to be to being successful there is no secret right he's like you just go you just figure it out each day you solve a problem you get a little bit better and you stick it out for 10 years and you don't quit and he's like people wonder why i'm at where i'm at today he's like i've been in business for 23 years he's like i'm not smarter than anybody else i just didn't quit and i got better at it and he said that the problem with too many people really in our generation is probably a lot like this, but it's like everybody wants to attend the seminar and get all motivated and try to learn the secrets to success. And then they do that one and then they go and do the next one. We just consume, 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 and you never go out and do. Yeah. And and then not quit. Right. And it's like, that's so simple. Yeah. Last thing is just like, I want to be super, you and I are doing the Bible recap. I did it mm-hmm. last year with a group of friends. It's reading through the Bible in a year, Tara Lee Cobble. It's a podcast, it's like seven to 10 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. And then you read passages. We're doing that together. Um, it's kind of cool because- You're reading through the Bible yeah, in a year. But I know that there's like a book and stuff, because didn't you buy the book? Yeah. We've never, I've never even seen it, but- It's they, literally just a transcription of the podcast. Okay. But the the- um bible app on your phone has the plan yeah and you have all the the verses and sometimes there's like a video to go with it and then when you're done with that section you just click on the podcast link and listen to that like six seven minute episode for the day yeah and it's just uh, i it's a neat way to do that because i've done the read through the bible thing before but it was very just yeah reading and then that's straightforward it. but this has like this what's the word like complimentary yeah. Uh, resources kind of to go with it to make it a little more deeper and more engaging. Yeah. I don't know. I've found it really interesting. And then they put like, it gets really cool. You're going to like it even better. So. What do we have to color pictures? No, too? but they'll have like historic. They found something from the Bible time, like archaeologists oh, and blog posts that go with it. Super cool. So that's, again, that's called the Bible recap. I will also link that in the show notes. But my whole point in saying that is I just want to be like really fervent in prayer this year and reading the Bible and just becoming such a good student of that because that is the most important thing. And that also ties into not having set goals this year. I guess I could just be making this up to make myself feel better. But I don't want to be leading myself based on like all of these arbitrary things. I want to, like, I just want to be intentional and go where God is leading us. And so maybe that's just a way of making myself feel better for not having any goals. I don't think so, though. I just, I don't want to bulldoze my way through life anymore. I want to like soak in the moment and be different. So that's where I'm at. You have anything exciting as far as New Year's goes? Yeah, you kind of hit me with that out of nowhere, but I'm I know. with you I mean, as the I didn't I always. set goals. Uh, like you would think of setting goals with numbers and action plans and stuff, but there are some things that I would like to do this year as well. I think the Bible recap is a good one because I want to uh, be in the Bible more. We talk about it. I feel like I'm like kind of in the Bible. I mean, I'm in the, I do my devotional thing pretty much every day, but it doesn't, it's not real 
uh, going as deep as I would like to go. So mm -hmm. I'd like to go deeper there. Um, the other thing for me has been a struggle since uh, people that have been listening remember I mentioned I never we never even really talked about it a whole lot, but I did did a seventy five hard uh, like mental toughness and like discipline challenge in uh, spring halfway through summer, and I felt like I was in a really good place, and then uh, when COVID hit uh, it came to our family, it just like those two weeks just completely knocked me out of the habits that I had just created and built and, and some of those habits that I had had years prior. And it was like, they were all just gone after that. And you're like, I was real tired afterwards, had brain fog and all that stuff. And it was just like, yeah, my disciplines were shot. We were pretty sick. Yeah. So my disciplines were shot and I, and then just like the end of the year rush and it's just like craziness and it just went by so fast. Basically from like, we got sick at the very beginning of September. Yeah. And then, yeah. So like those last three months have just been like a, just blur almost in a lot of ways, like just survival, like mm -hmm. you said before. And I want to get back to, I operate really, really well under discipline and structure and it not only helps me to like accomplish work goals and those things, but it, it does really help me when I have that structure to be present where I'm at, like we were talking about, and to be good at or to try to be good at what, whatever I'm doing, whatever's in front of me, whether it's coaching, being, doing family stuff with the kids or work or taking care of my health, whatever that is. If I'm really structured, I operate really, really well. So I want to get control of that again yeah this year piece by piece not try to do everything all at once but to try to just kind of ease into it yeah i like that but as of right now that's kind of where i'm at i did set some really a really audacious if that's the right word work goal you set basically a stretch goal yeah bigger stretch goal than i set last year <laughs> like a little, little intimidating but goal. you got it but yeah i i operate better under challenges yeah so and i know that about myself so i use it to try to push myself and with work like that work a work goal is important and you're you operate oh, I have in to. numbers like you have to if you i do. have to i can't not yeah. go without those work goals for me because it's like hitting certain numbers and things at work yeah. like that's what helps me push through on like, okay, well, I'm not quite there yet. Where some people might be like, well, you know what? I did enough today. Yeah. It helps me be like, nope. All right. You, get, you need to do 10 more things or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which add up. Yeah. And so all of the, this whole episode, and we're getting close to the end here, but like, I'm not hating on goals. I love goals. I try, I set way too many goals because I'm a goal obsessed person like i'm a product productivity glutton <laughs> and so that word a lot lately uh, what glutton. glutton or productivity no glutton i didn't say it at all this episode no you used it on some or maybe it was in conversation i've know. heard you use it a few times anyway um so i'm not hating on goals i just know that goals are something i struggle yeah. with so I think really goals too are great. Extreme and extreme of things, too much yeah. of anything. If you, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you set goals this year, so excited. Please share them with us. Email us so we can cheer you on when you reach them. Like, that's great. Um, 
Last thing I want to talk about. Actually, there's two things. The last one, I, I want to hit it um, at the very end. But uh, is just, this is the first episode of the year. And I want to get back to just the heart of the Millennial Mission Podcast. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and I think that we'll probably do this every year going forward because I think it's a great idea to just like hit home again, like the heart of the podcast. Why are we doing this? Why are you guys wasting your time listening to us? Which, by the way, thank you so much for being here, for showing up week after week, for sharing the podcast, um, just all of all of it. But there's reasons we're not just doing it for and no for reason. leaving that comment review that I know that you're <laughs> going to do in this hour. <laughs> Which, by the way... There's a lot more listeners than we have reviews. So we know that there's some of you out there who haven't reviewed. A lot of you. So go ahead and leave that review. Um, Okay. (laughs) So the heart of the millennial mission. We want to encourage people, all people, but especially the millennial generation, to rise up and be the person that God is calling you to be. And to remember, these are my favorite things because this is what I struggled with, and I think a lot of people struggle with, is that we were not made to fit in a box, mm-hmm. and we were not made to check off this checklist. Like, all of us were not robots. Mm-hmm. We're unique. We were designed unique. We were designed with specific purposes. And so it is wrong to think that your path should be exactly as somebody else's path it should it's wrong to you know what i mean like this checklist culture should be as unique as your fingerprint there's no one else i just want just think about this for a second throughout all of time there has never been anybody like you yeah there and there will never be anybody exactly like you Ever again. Ever again. Even if you're an identical twin. Yeah. Even identical twins have different fingerprints, which is just, and that's what your, your purpose is, is different as from anybody else. Just like your fingerprint is just as different from anybody else. Yeah. You're unique. And so. So we don't all have to follow the same. Path. Path that like culture or man or whomever has created. We're all different. You know, some of us should go to college. Some of us shouldn't go to college. Some of us should go work in the food industry. Some of us shouldn't. I mean, how many guests have we had on where they, almost every single one, they have started out in one thing thinking they were going to go down this path in this one thing and then end up in a completely other thing. Yeah. And some of the guests did execute the plan that they had set out for themselves. So going into that, what we do on this podcast is we're sharing our journey, but we also bring in people who know way more than us, who have way more experience than us, Mm -hmm. who have done different types of things. And we try and get like a vast array of people because we know that you all are a vast array of people. And we're hoping that some will relate to you more than others. Because if we brought on all um, guitar players... Not everybody would really. I couldn't to that. be on the podcast. Yeah. So, anyway, that being said, we've brought on like a ton of different people. Many people who are like authors, successful business owners, and along the way, this is it's been so wonderful because we have 
been blessed with really good connections and people who asked to come on our show and share their story and publishing houses who share their authors with us. And it's been such a blessing. But also, we don't want to lose sight mm-hmm. of like the whole mission of the podcast, which is to also share normal people too, like people who haven't got a massive book deal, people who haven't spoken from stage. And so we are going to be doing that. We're going to be doing a better mix of that this yeah. year because we just listened to a podcast today that Corey shared with me. He's been trying to get me to listen to for about what, three weeks now, something like that, two or three weeks. And it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. You can recap it, but we're going to do a whole episode on it very soon here. So yeah, just do like a similar. synopsis of it. Yeah. And then explain that because we were talking about bringing on like why this is important. Yeah. It's a guy from Dirty Jobs. From Dirty Jobs, Mike It's a Rowe. TV show where he shares like the grossest jobs ever. Yeah, he had a TV show. I think it ended mm, maybe 2012 or something like that. The TV show ended, but it continued to play on networks. But basically, he goes around and interviews, spends a, a day with somebody that does jobs that you would like some people don't even know they exist or like or like people scoff at so like a plumber yeah, for example plumber like when you think of a plumber yeah. you think of like a fat guy with his butt crack hanging out yeah is what he said when actually like a plumber is very skilled and if right. you're plumbing went and when out, you're in a new house you realize how skilled they are did we have a plumbing issue oh yeah we yeah. did we had that was one of the first calls we had to make because Corey <laughs> tried to Okay, here. <laughs> so, they'll appreciate this. Corey got scalded in the face because I'm Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> one of the first We're things I had really to do close to an hour. All right, so. I'm, it's fine. I just okay. got to tell this story. So, one of the first things that I had to do on my my checklist at the new house was when we bought the house, they said, "Hey, this dishwasher doesn't drain on the last cycle." Like, okay. But the homeowner, so very nice, very nice previous homeowner left some things i mean we think we never met him but the the trail he left was nice yeah Yeah. so he had bought uh, another gently used dishwasher and left it in the garage for us so we were like okay cool so i needed to install this dishwasher so i go in and um uh turn the shutoff valve off on the water and um disconnecting everything and all of a sudden this the water hot water scalding hot water scalding hot water hits me in the face (laughs) is shooting across our kitchen i mean this is like like the most powerful geyser i've ever seen like and it's shooting across our 10 12 feet perfectly aimed down the basement door shooting down into the basement and I had to run down, go shut off the main water line. The kitchen floor is absolutely soaked. We used yeah, every Corey, towel in the house to dry this up. I am soaked myself. Yeah. Everything. We realized that the old piping was, or the piping was old s- copper and had corroded, and the shutoff valve didn't work. So then I had to reconnect it enough with it. It had a minor leak because it was a little bit messed up to uh get it fixed so we had a plumber come and it was actually a really easy fix i probably he even told me like i probably could have done it myself but i didn't trust myself at this point so 
he fixed it. We're good to go. So I bring in the other dishwasher, still thinking that, you know, this one doesn't drain on the last cycle, right? So I go bring in the other dishwasher, disconnected the the power, like old school, had to use the twisty tie things, turn the power off, all that, get that in, hook everything up. This dishwasher is not draining. I'm like, what in the heck is going on with this thing? And so I'm like taking it apart, cleaning the filter out, doing all this stuff. In the meantime, also this dishwasher that I just installed, somebody put soap in it. So it's foaming, which I realized (laughs) when I was running it to test it to see if it would drain. All of a sudden foam's coming out of the dishwasher. And I found I had to YouTube a hack, which by the way, if you pour salt on the foam and then put vinegar in it, it gets, it keeps it from foaming. So we learned that. And he did a lot of things. But. Took it all apart. Still not draining. I'm like, what is going on? And now at this point, because I had to also run the cycles on it to test this thing out. It was what, nine? It was like nine o'clock at night. And I was just, I've been working on this thing as well as other things the whole entire day. And so I start tracing the hoses back to see if something's clogged. Boom. Well, there's a garbage disposal in in the kitchen sink. So I trace it back to the garbage disposal. I'm getting, I'm like, this is the last thing. I'm sticking my finger in there to see if maybe it's clogged. And I'm like, what the heck? There's something in there. And I'm poking at it. I take the garbage disposal off. For any of you that don't know, when you install garbage disposal, it has a plug for the dishwasher that you just take a hammer and a screwdriver and pops right out. They never took the plug out of the garbage garbage disposal. And this gar- I never even thought of that because this garbage disposal wasn't new. Like it had been in there for quite some time. I don't get it. So like like they've been running that dishwasher the the original one for however long it's been in and forever how forever how long that garbage disposal has been in and it wasn't draining the entire time. So it was like as the soon most as I, simple fix. Yeah, it would have taken me 10 minutes to fix that. We wouldn't have dealt with the plumbing, which needed done anyways, but we wouldn't have dealt with the plumbing any of that crap yeah it just would have been done so the moral of the story is so like a plumber is super valuable yeah because they know their stuff and if you have a pipe burst and it leaks all over your floor and ruins you know if it's a second floor bathroom it ruins like it's a mm-hmm. huge thing so they're super valuable the other moral of the reason, story is if you have a garbage disposal garbage disposal make sure you pop the plug out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but for some reason, these like trades have been devalued in our culture. And mm-hmm. so we don't want to lose sight of that on this podcast because we think, I mean, you, I think if you really get down to the bottom of it, anybody would agree that those jobs are so, so important. And right. But you don't most, have to be a. Most, but most people don't set out on their at their with their um, guidance counselor like I want to be a plumber. Right. And some people might, but most people probably don't. And most people don't say, "Oh, I want to be in waste management." Right. Or anything like that. But these services are needed. Yeah. And if you think, like, seriously, think and ask yourself if you even look down on those people, because if like. The waste management people weren't there. Your garbage would pile up. What would you do with your garbage without them? Right. Right? You're the plumbing. You're right. If you are if you don't know how to put that stuff together, next thing you know, you've got these leaks all over your house. Your house is screwed. Like, these things are essential. 
right and functions in our lives and somebody has to know how to do it professionally and do it the correct way every single person every single role every single job you like we all have a purpose in this bigger picture of life and so we're going to be better this year about bringing on not just the people who seek us out but the ordinary people who would think oh i have no reason to be on a podcast but it's still so significant so right um we we're going to do a better job at diversifying yeah the lives that people have had the professions and the things that people are doing with their lives yeah because and at the end of the day every single person has a story yeah that is my favorite thing about life is just learning people's story um and i was just talking to my uncle tonight and this is the last thing i'll say but my grandpa fred was he lived in syria he was raised muslim he um there were missionaries in Syria where he lived. He had to run away from home to be taught by these Christian missionaries. He, uh, so he ran away from home because his dad said, if you do this, you're going to get kicked out. He ended up living in a chicken coop. He was disowned. He was disowned. Yeah. He ended up living in a, it's, it's one o'clock in the morning here, guys. He ended up living in a chicken coop, ran, uh, like fled to America learned different languages, became a college professor. He ended up getting married, becoming a teacher, having kids. My uncles have this business that has like 70 plus dealers across the country. And 80 plus, yeah. 80 plus now. Keeps growing. Yeah. And so like just talking about that, if he, his life, none of these people really... It's not like his his life, this life story is in headlines. It's not like he was on the TV. But because of those choices that he made, every single person in the Foreverlon family, yeah. those 80 plus dealers, Foreverlon the, wouldn't tra- exist. the trajectory of their life is different because of that one person. Yeah. Foreverlon wouldn't exist. You wouldn't be in America. Yeah. I wouldn't know you. This podcast wouldn't exist. Yeah. It's just insane. And it's insane. It's insane. And that's not even that far removed right so and that's just so inspiring because it's like the decisions that we make impact generations to come they could impact hundreds and thousands of people and you don't have to be speaking from a stage to do that it's just about the day-to-day choices that Mm -hmm. you make so that's the heart of the podcast we just want to hit that home and are you going to say talk about impact without limits is that your yeah, I was like, that would make a perfect segue. Yeah, because that was the very last thing I wanted to touch on. Speaking of, so my dad is my dad. <laughs> he has three brothers, the Carmi brothers, which is my maiden name, Carmi. We have an amazing family, the Carmi army. Obviously, the Adkins are amazing, too. But my two uncles, Dale and Brian, they're the owners of Forever Lawn. It's been just so cool to... I mean, it's just, it's such an honor, like being their niece and just the four brothers are amazing. They all work together. My dad owns a dealership of Foreverlon in California. And I don't know. It's just really cool. Anyway, Dale and Brian have written a book called Grass Without Limits. They are launching a podcast this week, actually, the day that this podcast comes out, Tuesday, 
called Im- uh, yeah, Impact Without Limits that I'm so excited because I'm managing it. It's been so fun. It's Their podcast is going to be so powerful. It's going to be so impactful. Um, but they're basically sharing their story of leaving corporate America, moving cross country into like a state that they basically knew nothing about, uncharted territory, and then starting their business, the struggles of starting business, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial journey, and just like all of the struggles that come along with that life lessons. Um, it's really cool. It's 20 minute episodes. And each episode has a life lesson tied to it along with just like the story of their journey. And I'm really excited about it. So go check that out. We will link that in the show notes as well. It's called Impact Without Limits. What do you want to add? What I all I just want to add to it is that I am um, I've I've not been I've been outside of this because I don't do that portion. Uh, I don't manage podcasts uh, like Beth does. But um, what I can't I, so I'm very excited to listen to the episodes, and I've lived with these men and I've heard many stories, um, and they were on our podcast too. Uh, so you can go back and hear, get a taste of, of that as well. But I'm very excited for their podcast because um, those, Dale and Brian and then uh, Jim and Ken as well, those men, those Carmi men have been very impactful on my life and helped to make me, uh, help make me a man. They were at a crucial time in my life where I needed to, where I was, growing up and becoming, you know, being quote unquote or hashtag adulting, um, and becoming an adult man. And they helped mold me, still help mold me. They're phenomenal role models and, you know, nobody is, is perfect. Um, but they but are, these guys are no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, n- I mean, it's important to say, I mean, nobody is perfect, but, um, these this is a great group of guys, great family, and Dale and Brian are also very good storytellers. I think so. I think so too. Um, so I'm very excited for this. I know that it's going to impact people. So um, over the course of the next two, to, or I guess today when this comes out, and the rest of the week, just go check it out. Listen to some episodes. Um, it would be really cool because their podcast is launching. If uh, if you guys would leave them a review and, and or um, a comment review, even better as well. But I know that if you like listening to our podcast, you're going to love listening to their podcast Yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. I just, it is, it's going to be so impactful. Um, and while you're at it, they're like, it's going to be launch week by the time you guys listen to this. And so their Instagram is Foreverlon Inc. I will also put that in the show notes. They're actually doing a giveaway with their podcast launch. I think they're, gosh, what are they doing? I think they're giving away $300 cash mm. to uh, one of the new listeners. So, yeah, I will put, we'll put all the links that we mentioned today in the show notes, but you would be doing yourself a disservice if you don't go check out their podcast because they, they have awesome stories and amazing inspiring life lessons that anybody, whether you are an entrepreneur, a mom, um, a college student, or you don't even know what the heck you are, (laughs) like anybody can uh, benefit from. So, all right, we just hit the hour mark. 
So this is a longer episode, but we also haven't been on for like a month and a half. So I know we truly missed being here. We missed you guys. And so thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging in with us. If you made it this far, Um, we would love to hear from you. So yeah, comment and reviews are great, but also emailing us. You can message us on Instagram. We haven't posted a ton there, um, but we still do check in every now and then. Just reach out. We want to hear what you guys are up to. We want to engage with you guys. And yeah, we hope that you guys have a great week and we will be back next week. All right. Let's grab 2022 by the, by the horns. <laughs> Cue the outro. Thank you all so much for listening today. Our listeners mean the world to us and are what make this podcast possible. As you know, our episodes come out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss when a new one releases. Also, if you leave us a review on iTunes, it would mean the world to us. Be sure to check the show notes for any other links mentioned today. Talk to you all soon.